Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by Ian Bell, England batsman who's recently retired. What else did we like, Andy? Uh, we talked about uh, black puddings. Yeah, we did. Don't shout. <laughs> it sounds like we're in the pub, but we're just in the office. There's a very heated debate going on about football. This is what life in talk sport's like. And what else did we do? Rick Waitman was on. Yeah, course. Rick Waitman was on, and we had a chat, and that's about it. Here it is. <laughs> everyone good afternoon andy good afternoon paul good afternoon everyone except the bloke that complained <laughs> that's it that's it him him uh, now i was watching the uh, spurs documentary last night all or nothing yeah featuring a press conference where moose the director really honed in on his stomach <laughs> i'd say i'd say all <laughs> Mass- he's been in it quite a lot he has he's he- been in it more than uh, Daniel Pochettino <laughs> yeah he's had a he biggest- has actually been in it yeah. more than Pochettino that that's is right. true that's right um, that's so which seems which seems wrong in many ways yeah. I think from my point of view but anyway we'll catch up with him a little bit later on so many mixed messages about Covid about fans and I'm, what I'd be fascinated to know is out of the 2,500 along with Mike Ward who went to Brighton Chelsea two weeks ago I'd be very interested to see if any of them had fallen ill. Mm. You know, it would be worth knowing, wouldn't it, if anyone... Because you do feel there are some events that could take place with some, you know, fans in in place. So, although in answer to those that think that it's all a conspiracy theory, 460,000 people attended a motorcycle rally in San Diego in August. Sturgis, yeah, I've I've been to Sturgis. I was there when the rally was on. And certainly that was the days before social distancing, but I do sense that wouldn't wouldn't be massively on the agenda. Here's a guess. How many people got infected out of the uh, 460,000? How many people got infected out of 460,000? I don't know, 5,000. 260,000 tested Whoa. positive. Wow, <laughs> that is, that's incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. It was, it? I never, never forget, you went, we went into Sturgis, it happens every, it's a huge Harley Davidson mm. rally. Yeah, and you get, oh, it does sound good. We yeah. were kind of travelling across the states and we were en route for, mm. uh, for that area and we wondered why there were, it looked like a, a sort of easy ride or wherever we went and then we realised this big thing was going on. A lot of the hotels and motels we were staying in, they were all the bikers were there. And they were a mixture between people that would ride all the way. Many had ridden for sort of hundreds of thousands of miles. But others, the kind of weekend Harley owners, would have their kind of very flash SUVs. I just take it off the back. And they'd just have a little kind of U-Haul trailer <laughs> and then just ride into Sturgis for the end. But it's a, it's a, it's a big deal uh, yeah. for... Uh, Hog heaven, as I believe they call it. Yes, well, there you go. But um, that seemed all right. So did you see this story? It's running the sun today. A calf 
born with two heads is being inundated with worshippers many uh, leaving gifts to believe it to be a miracle yeah and, well, it's, uh, pretty un- it's pretty rare yeah, isn't it see, it wasn't really a miracle it just it had to rush through the birth at the end of the birthing season it was a double header oh okay I, okay you're desperate to get that in <laughs> I think the moose would have been proud of that one <laughs> he would have been and uh, what about this letter to the son from Andy Smart oh it can't be the same one well, I don't think so imbued in Cornwall hmm. He says it's definitely not the same one because he says overpaid England footballers breaking COVID restrictions should be hit with a five-year playing ban. Wow. Nothing else seems to work. That's quite arbitrary, isn't it? It's a bit, it's a bit I think dr- the Premier League... Slightly draconian, the I Premier League, said. Some of the Premier League clubs would want three, but Andy would suggest a four-year ban, wouldn't he? Because in the interest of... Much like, yeah. Fairness, yeah. Um, for a number of people, because I was very confused mm. about the regulations, I'm sure a lot of the listeners play a bit of uh, five-a-side mm. football. And I did, on the the WhatsApp group of the, of the guys that, that uh, play on a Friday night, I did ask the question, uh, what's the story with this? You know, because mm. um, the club, that uh, we, facilities we use, they would get in trouble um, if there was a problem. But uh, one of the boys who organised everything sent uh, the kind of the DCMS clarifications around sport. And it says, organised grassroots sport will be able to continue in a COVID-secure way to help people stay fit and healthy. This includes organised team sports, park run and exercise classes in gyms and leisure centres. So I take it within that would be a bunch of guys, much like us, turning out and playing sort of five, six, seven-a-side football. Six-a-side only, I think you'll find. Well, well, no, of course, no, that's 12 people, Andy. I mean, that doesn't work, does <laughs> Three-a-side, then. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have... No, I think you no, can... Don't, don't have a go at me for being confused. I'm not the only one, no, you, you know. Can, you can still play, but it, what it means is <laughs> if you're going to have a beer afterwards, you're going to have to get in little yeah. kind of silos of six, aren't you, well, really? Yeah. Which would be a bit strange. Prince Charles held a dinner last night. I hope it was less than six people. Well, no, it's not till Monday. <laughs> oh, he can fill his right, boots yeah. till Monday. He could well, invite got, 29 friends. Oh, yeah, get infected till Monday. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's weird, isn't it? Incredible, isn't it? That's good news. And... What else have we got Are you a here? doctor? No, not at all. <laughs> Although I do know about the reader's office socks. Oh, oh well, yeah. that's, that's not a great segue, is it? <laughs> Possibly one of your worst segues. But go on then. <laughs> I love this one. It's a wardrobe essential for any man. These smart packs of socks will provide all-day comfort for the wearer, mm. as would any socks, I presume, unless they were scratchy and the nails in them or something. Yeah. Available on two, as two options. Yeah, yeah. The gentle grip socks hold without pain or discomfort. Used to love the gentle grip. <laughs> you don't want Jill Gascoigne's marvellous, wasn't it? Won't leave unsightly marks oh, or yeah. pinch calves or ankles. That's good news, isn't it? Yeah. It's great for those with circulatory problems or swollen feet. You've got shares in this company. <laughs> I haven't, because I wouldn't buy either of these. The premium sock pack features traditional construction and are supremely comfortable. It's a soft how comfortable can it be? It's a sock. Well, it is. All right, then. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yeah, it certainly is, and un- unashamedly prog, that is. Uh, it's Rick Waitman from uh, his new album. It's a track called uh, Olympus Mons. The album's called The Red Planet, and it's a re- kind of return. Well, it is, listening to that, very much to uh, the-, the work he did uh, back in the days, uh, initial solo albums. And we're very pleased to say he-, he joins us intermittently. He's been hunkering down uh, during the virus, but uh, he joins us now. Rick Waitman, good afternoon, Rick. Hey, hi, 
are you doing, guys? We're good. We're good yes, thanks. we're good. So, how have you been? Because I understand um, that it's you know, I, I think you are classed as vulnerable. You've had a few health issues, so is that why you've been sort of isolating as much as yeah, possible? Yeah, been a mixture of that and the family. There's uh, been uh, some, you know, some health issues. So we've been we've been pretty well behaved. Well, we've been very well behaved, really. Not gone anywhere near Bournemouth Beach or anything like that. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, although I think that's the answer to the theatres problem because there's so many people on the beaches there and at Brighton just build the stages there. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah just do the gigs there. That's it's not true. A bad I mean, idea. And, and put a football pitch there as well. That would solve all the problems. You know, it, it, it's bizarre, but we had to, we've had to be serious and, and sensible. But it, it's uh, it, it does wreck the year. I mean, I, all my all my touring was cancelled. All the concerts were cancelled. So you know, you just go, ah, okay then. Well, that's what that. And I've missed my football terribly, mm. as we all have. And and I've I've got to say that I know it's back, but I don't enjoy it with no crowds. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's taking some getting used same, to. It's, yeah. it's, a, it, it, you know, it's, it's better than second. nothing, I think, is the it's view. Better, it's better than nothing, but you know, but yeah. you're right. But you know, it's. I can't believe. It. I mean, I've heard some people on your show and 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 on the breakfast show as well, and that and, and talking uh, about the, the footballers that that they miss the, the crowds because they do have an effect on the way they play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No question about it. And of course, normally... Concert with no audience. Yeah, yeah of course, no, that's... that. Exactly. That's, I mean, normally when you've got an, a new album out like this, you, you'd be playing it, wouldn't you, so people could get to hear yeah, it? Yeah, we'd be touring. I mean, thankfully, it's selling really well and doing well, but that's that's not the point. We'd be out playing. We would be out touring it and, and doing lots of concerts, and, uh, of course, that's that's gone out the window. So... Uh, uh, it's uh, we, we're we're planning a lot for next year. We'll do a load a load of concerts next year because this this has got to stop, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, just planning for twenty twenty one really. Mm. You've been doing lots of different stuff. We mm. spoke to you about you you revisited work you did with David Bowie and you did yeah. classical stuff. But this is very much like sort of Journey and King Arthur, isn't it? This is yeah. kind of in that in that area. Well, a lot of people kept asking when are you going to do another prog rock album, and I said, well when a good concept comes up that I, you know, I find inspiring. And this one came up from a great friend of mine. This is some name dropping for you. A friend of mine called uh, Garrick Israelian. Um, he's, he was introduced to me along with Professor Stephen Hawkins by Brian May, of all people. Oh, wow. uh, and Garrick was, is the guy who proved and discovered black holes. I mean, he's ludicrously clever. Try talking to him about anything else, but that and it's a waste of time really. <laughs> but uh, it was him who, who, who informed me that uh, we do a big festival called Starmus every year and last year was in Zurich to, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of man landing on the moon hmm. and we had all the surviving uh, astronauts who walked on the moon there wow. it was pretty astonishing I stood in front of Buzz Aldrin and didn't say anything and he just like he said are, are you okay I said you walked on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is so ridiculous. Um, but it was. Uh, but next year, of course, is the 50th anniversary of man arriving in Mars. Mm. Uh, not on Mars, but around it. Yeah. And there's three more missions on the way there now. And he said to me, you know, a few billion years ago, he said it was a blue planet. It had water, oceans, rivers. He said, so your mate David Bowie might well have been right. There was life on Mars. <laughs> and they'll probably prove it when the new missions arrive next year. Wow. So oh, the Red Planet's where Red Planet came from then. This is what gave you the inspiration for the absolutely. album. Absolutely. I, I got loads and loads of photos. Some, the photographs look like they could have been taken with you standing there. They're so good up there mm. now. It's so good. And I looked at all these photos, read a load more about it, did a lot of... Uh, I, it was just such a musical thing to write to. It was great fun. 
I've just been uh, checking, I was going to check the album on Spotify and uh, I came across this other new album that you seem to have released called Hero I do, it's, it's, and it's very much football based. What, what's that bait? What's that from? Lucky, that's that's, that's a, a, a re-release from a company. That's a film I did, I was very lucky to do two of the uh, FIFA World Cup films. I did uh, uh, the one in, 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 in Madrid uh, uh, in Spain, eighty-two, eighty-two, yeah, eighty-two, uh, and then I also did the eighty-six one, uh, which was uh, Hero, which was uh, really about Maradona, um, because because he was the big star. Uh, eighty-two, of course, was the uh, the famous uh, uh, Italy Italy final, which I yeah. uh, which I went to, which was fantastic to, to, to go to. I had a, they, they found me a seat, which was really good. Um, I had no rights to be there. Really. I was only the composer of the music. Um, <laughs> so I, had a, I had a pretty good view from about 700 yards away from the pitch. It wasn't bad. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a great game. And, and I did the, the, the two World Cup films, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed doing. And the company's got hold of the, the soundtrack and released it as a, oh. uh, as a, as a CD. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that's the 86 Those one, official yeah. films are all on yeah. uh, Amazon. We watched them during Oh, yeah, they're good. They're, we, yeah. they're worth watching. You might yeah, see yourself in the crowd in 82. Wonderful for me to do them. I was just sorry I didn't get to do any more yeah. because you know you get to go, you get to go to wherever you like. You, you I was given a, a pass that pretty much sent me anywhere I wanted to go. Uh, I, I, I mean, it, there was one match I, I saw with one of the Poland games where uh, I actually went through the wrong entrance. Which was the next was reserved for players and officials. So I nearly played. <laughs> <laughs> good to come on. Yeah, we've been good. Nice one. Um, now, you must be chuffed for uh, Brentford, uh, now a Premier League side. You were a director at the club back in the day, so you must be so pleased to see them up they're in the top. They're not Premier League yet. We wished. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we no, they're not I Premier League. Oh, they lost. I'm sorry. They're, you're close. Yeah. They came yeah, no, close. Don't rub it in. I'm no, sorry, Rick. Right. Just, just, just poke me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think along with Natalie, I was crying. That yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, understandably. Yeah. I mean, the, the, but the, the thing is, I think the truth is they didn't lose in the final. They lost it in the two previous games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They actually, the two league games, it was totally in their hands. They just did remarkable. I think Franks has done an amazing job there. I just hope that the whole team doesn't get decimated, which tends to happen at Brentford. They've got the new ground or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I must admit... And for biased reasons, I'd have loved to have seen Brentford up in the division. So many of my friends have said it as well, because uh, no disrespect to your Fulham's, West Brom's and, and Watford's of, of, of the world, but there's a lot of what I call yo-yoing backwards and forwards from the Premier to the Championship, back up and back. And, and I know we lost Bournemouth uh, this year uh, down to the Championship, and I think Brentford would have been the perfect replacement because I think they would have gone on to have done uh, over a, a few years, a few seasons, what Bournemouth achieved, playing good football uh, with, you know, with, uh, with limitations. Uh, and even the, ground, the new ground is bigger than Bournemouth had. And I think they would have been a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. they, they are good at replenishing the squad, though. They find, they've find done it already. They're, they're so Ivan, clever. Ivan Tony's come in, hasn't he? They've brought yeah. him, they've moved I, I players they on. Have them, they have a, a, a scouting team to, to die for. Mm. I mean, where they find some of these, these players, I mean, they've done it. When you look at the number of ex-Brentford players playing in the Premiership, it's astonishing. You know, they've had so many great players, and, and somehow they do keep managing to, re, to replace. I just hope they can do that. 
because uh, one of the things that happens is when it, it as it takes time, they get off to a bad start. Like they got off to a bad start last season. In fact, yeah, they were down. I think fourth from bottom at one stage, and then then suddenly it all clicks. Uh, and all credit to to the directors and the, and the owner of the, of the club who don't interfere, who let them let them get on with it. Never panic. I think they lost seven in a row at one stage at the mm. beginning of the season. Never panic. Away they go. Uh, I just hope that. Uh, that they they can do it because I, I'd love to see them in Premier uh, for, for many reasons. One, I think they would be a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, well, fingers crossed they can come again. So, Rick, people can buy the album on. Oh, they can find it on Spotify and elsewhere. And they can. Is there? Is, is it on yeah, vinyl, CD, etc.? It's in Tesco, Sainsbury's, Amazon, uh, online. Wakeman's Music Emporium. It's 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 nearly everywhere in uh, including Good. Brighton Beach and Bournemouth Beach, along with all Marvellous. the people who were there. And will you will you be getting the the capes out of storage when you tour this because it, it's in the spirit of the old ones doing it on ice I'm, a, <laughs> I'm afraid uh, the capes will come out <laughs> yeah. they, they, they have to come out of course and, they do and also we're looking at, at doing a, quite an outrageous staging oh good and, uh, you know, and never know the odd Martian might appear oh exactly <laughs> sounds good <laughs> we'll look forward to it all the best Rick take care thanks, thanks, thanks very so much, much Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Rick Wakeman there, his new album, Red Planet. They, yeah, I mean, he told us when he came in this, the fantastic stories yeah. of when he did King Arthur on Ice. It's just, it was mad. Yeah, the mad excesses of uh, a prog rock football, back in the... Oh, yeah, properly loves his football. Mm. He's a good man. Anyway, a um, couple of uh, questions from the listeners. Uh, anything from Milan yet, chap, says Steve, the Wolves fan. This one, Danny Rose's behalf. Yeah. No news as yet, Steve. I'll bring it to you and Danny when we get it. And one of the listeners heard me talking about uh, the reader's offer socks. Oh, yeah. He's taking me to task. Oh, yeah, he's bought he some, said, has he? How can you say it's just a sock? He said, I hope Sockley isn't listening. Yeah. He'll be turning in his sock drawer, he says. <laughs> yeah, he <will. laughs> Very good That's point, from Jason. Good old Sockley. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The 
the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Well, uh, while Fletcher was bringing us the uh, the news and sport there, we had an outrageous display of deverish behaviour from at all. Mr Jacobs. Not at all. <laughs> Well, the, uh, Harry, who's working with us today, kindly brings us in a cup of tea, and uh, we should thank him for that. He needs to do that. He's a, you know, it's part of his job, really. No, it isn't part of his of job. It it's just it's an, it's an add-on. It's something that he does out of the kindness of his heart. You know, you can go and make your own tea. You've got three minutes. Yeah, when I was his age and, I was, and working in that sort of thing, I would make tea. That was part of my job. Okay, so, okay well, all right. Well, did it say it in your job description? I don't think it says no. it in his. But anyway, uh, Andy, it, it, you've it, missed a half a cup. It's like a Seinfeld... Well, no, it was half a cup. I just, he all keeps I said bringing him is, you in half a cup, All I said he? to him is, would you pour yourself half a cup like this? <laughs> bit deaverish. bit not deaverish, really. I, I felt. Just so. drink your half a cup and be grateful, really. No, no, and then really. have another half a cup at half past two. <laughs> or, then you get a full cup every hour. I'm going to make it myself. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> Easy. Anyway, uh, we, uh, we have plenty to chat about in the next uh, hour of the show. Has it gone down well, the full cup? It's very nice, thanks, Harry. It's excellent. Yeah, well he might be might be rushing to the toilet, though, no, at about no. quarter well, three with his bladder. Anyway. <laughs> he's doing you a favour. It he means you can get home tonight without having to stop halfway, <laughs> find an alley somewhere. So, uh, yes, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the great spot. It only fi- happened once. <laughs> the, great, the great spot fixing scandal um, back in the day. Well, we've got a new book on the subject, and we'll talk a bit of Gareth Bale. But before that, we bring you sad news from the World Black Pudding Lobbing Championships, which mm. I know we were all looking forward to. It's a very old event, this. It's certain. I didn't realise it was this old, but it, it's, as Alan once said, off. It is off, sadly. Of course, mm. another victim of the virus, and uh, here to tell us more, uh, Chris Stefan, who is the organiser of the event. Good afternoon, Chris. Uh, good afternoon, gents. Well, what a great shame. When, when, was it, uh, when was it due to take place? Uh, it depends. It's the second weekend, usually in September each year, um, and it, yeah, it was due to take place this weekend. But unfortunately, oh. uh, arrangements haven't been made. Unfortunately, we knew it wouldn't be allowed to, to run. Unfortunately, in this area, couldn't you go behind closed doors? Have you thought about? Do you think about that? Is it really an audience thing? That's the important thing. That's the important part of it. Yeah, it's more like a festival. Uh, we've got the black pudding, but there's also music. Oh. Uh, Obviously, the drinking, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the history of this, though, tell it's us amazing. a bit about yeah, that. It goes it's back very a long old, way. isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it goes back a, a long way. Uh, there is various stories how it, how it originated with the, uh, you know, the, the war between the, the Roses, so to speak. Yeah. 1455, uh, during the War of the Roses, they mm. say soldiers ran out of ammunition and threw black puddings at each other of, of both Lan- and Yorkshire Lan- puddings Lancashire See, and Yorkshire get, puddings I don't yeah. get that bit because to me throwing a black pudding is understandable it's got a bit of weight to it depends throwing on, Yorkshire pudding is like a shuttlecock in Badminton depends it's, it's how not going to go anywhere depends how it? dense your batter is doesn't it really it's I mean, you a could, very uh, dense batter a very dense very you didn't dense. think you'd be saying that today did you <laughs> two days before the Premier League season um, but yeah I, 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 in a battle between the Yorkshire and the Lancashire pudding I, I, I'd probably go with you boys I when think when England collapsed we've got some very very dense batters. Yeah, we certainly have. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, so yeah, that's it's an amazing story. So, what's the format for for the lobbing of the black pudding? Is it is it distance? How does it work, Chris? Yeah, so basically, there's a, there's a tower uh, uh, which is a bit of scaffolding tower. It's about about four or five meters tall, uh, and there's a on perched on top is a, a dozen large Yorkshire puddings, and then the uh, the, 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 the player takes part. They stand a, a distance away. They stand on a, um, a golden grid. Um, again, there's a lot of history about that. So 
everybody stands on the grid, one foot on the grid, they, they throw the puddings to try and knock off as many Yorkshire, Yorkshire men as possible, I think it's uh, referred to. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the winner, the winner is the one that knocks as many off as possible. There's a junior and a senior competition. But it is, it is well known that generally foreigners uh, tend to do very well. Right. Europe, Sweden, Norway to take part. Well, they come uh, over, do they? They do, and and they've dominated. They, they tend to, yeah. <laughs> what about that? Yeah. Sorry. Who who supplies the black puddings? Sorry. Who supplies the black puddings? Uh, well, I'd like to say uh, there's some plugging here, but last year I think my wife uh, discussed this with you, and Aunt Bessie did very well out of it. Oh, okay, oh, right, okay. I remember doing this last year. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've, it's all a blur. Perhaps it's, perhaps it's time to end this show. <laughs> it's, it's all a blur. Well, look, we did it when it was on. I think it's only right we do it when yeah, it's yeah. not on. So you'll be back You'll be back next year, Chris, will you, you think? Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be bigger and better next year with a lot more on. Good stuff. Good we'll stuff. look out for that. It takes place in uh, Ramsbottom, of course, our old mate oh, Gilo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. I can hear it. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, much. yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's from that part of the world, isn't he? So, anyway, don't worry, folks. It'll be back on next year. The black puddings will be thrown uh, at the Yorkshireman. Not, yeah. not real Yorkshire. It's the new Nike black pudding. It moves in the air. It's tremendous. It does. It does. It deviate. <laughs> yeah. Does it deviate? Well, I never knew that. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. You see, the uh, Kardashians show has uh, come to a close. They yeah. Finally. As I've never watched one second of it, I can't say I'm that bothered. <laughs> well, but I've, I've, not, it's very hard. It. It's on so many channels if you're f- f- flipping around that I've happened upon it. I mean, I wouldn't say I've stayed with it. I've never seen no, it. <laughs> you've never you've never seen it? Nah. I mean, I think you could imagine it. If, yeah, if you had no, to tell me what it was I've like, read about it. you'd probably be right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't think you're the heartland, Andy, I to be honest. I, am, really. I don't think you're hanging on their every word. Um, the Ryan Fraser stuff in today's mm. papers, I mean, Simon Jordan went in properly two-footed on him earlier on with Jim. But there was a couple of things from my point of view. It's all very well saying... I chose not to. Some of the boys did extend their contacts, uh, contracts. I chose not to. You can try and justify that. What you don't have to say, mm. what he did say was, uh, without being big-headed, I think if I'd played for Bournemouth, I would have helped massively. Oh, yeah, yeah thanks. thanks. That's exactly <laughs> what I've written, thanks. <laughs> Obviously, what the fans I'm, want to read. Yeah, look, it's, it's all very well to say, you know, I didn't play, I chose not to play. Okay, you've got your reasons. Whether the Bournemouth fans agree with it or not, fine. Don't just turn around and say, but of course, if I'd played, you would have stayed up. Yeah, and he said, I'm not going to say I had every team after me, but I had quite a few. You think, not the ones you really wanted, though, were they? Let's yeah, be honest. Probably not the choice he had the season before. No, before not, he, but, he, he but to be he... fair to Newcastle, I think they've had a very good week. Yeah. Jamal Lewis, uh, Fraser and Callum Wilson, they've basically plucked the better players from the relegated team. So, yeah. you know, I think they've had a good week in that sense. So good That's for them. right, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, a bit surprised to hear Tony Cascarino, a man I respect massively, right in the Times today saying Kane will never be world-class again. And, of course, he has had a lot of injuries, but I still think he's got... Yeah, you can't judge him with yeah. the way he played for England. He's not fit yet. But, you, but having said that, just if that game had mattered, if that game had been a World Cup qualifier, mm. even a World Cup or European Championship game, when England had done virtually nothing and he'd not had a shot on target effectively all game, he nearly scored in the dying seconds. Oh, yeah. That was a brilliant bit of football. That great touch to get the ball out of his yeah. uh, away from the defender... And and he was unlucky, got it past the keeper. And yeah, I don't he, think Jose Mourinho would agree with that. I think he really rates him. You know. So, no, yeah. no. I think I, I I think he certainly does. He, I mean, it's interesting. He's been saying how much he wants to win things, uh, and there's a few things he says uh, in All or Nothing, which probably would be a bit of a red flag. But 
I don't blame him for that. You know, as, you know, mm. if if it got to the end of the season and Spurs had done nothing, and he felt like Christian Eriksen because he yeah. says in the right, documentary, says, yeah. yeah, he says, you know, you can't blame a guy for oh, no, wanting to experience don't win something this year. That's, that's yeah. definitely the last. Season, and look, I wouldn't definitely. say, you know, I wouldn't give him a bad time. If he ever came back, I wouldn't boo him. He's done brilliantly. Yeah. He stayed with us um, much longer than possibly you he could have done. You, once you get to twenty eight, and if, you, if you're not going to stay at the club, yeah. you've got to move. Yeah, and I don't want him to, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't give him a hard time if he did. They've been arguing in the Daily Star uh, text section, a marvellous discourse, about who's the best sports presenter of all time. And uh, one bloke's taking issue about uh, Des Lynham. Des Lynham, best sports presenter. What about Michael Aspel? Who? <laughs> when did Michael Aspel present sport? Uh, he did. Didn't he now yeah, again? He was a newsreader. Didn't, didn't he ever do the ice skating or oh, something? I don't, I don't think he was. <laughs> and Dickie <laughs> Davis, who was brilliant, of course. Yes, he, so yeah. strange. Yeah. And uh, Bill Gallup has written to the Sun. Bill he said, Gallup? Has he got I, his own polling company? Yeah, it's a poll. <laughs> he says, I will abide by the new rules when the existing ones are enforced. Did you come top of a pole for idiots? But thank oh, you sorry, much. I do apologise. I killed your pole gang there. <laughs> it's fine, it's not a problem. Um, and <laughs> yes, Andy. Yes. Um, the next tea will will be a full cup. Marvellous. I wouldn't drink it. Says okay, well, we'll, we'll yeah. find out. We haven't had you, you don't no, want him. Harry's a good man, he wouldn't do that. He's, because, he's gone home, hasn't he? No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's left in tears. Oh, you're proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, he no, no, he didn't really, he didn't really. His shift was over. Um, Madden to Swords, this is interesting. Oh, yeah. We talked about earlier on uh, whether any sporting ones because, um, mm. One Direction have been uh, melted down as now they're their famous sort of um, waned slightly. Well, I but, can hear is Danny. Kelly going meltdown Stan <laughs> yeah meltdown that's not it's not Danny Kelly it was Sagas Sagas meltdown no, Stan Sagas, meltdown we'll have to find it but anyway they've melted down one direction we wonder if any great sporting ones had been melted down Andy had a tour of to swords and found saw a number of heads on mm. the shelf including uh, Jeffrey Boycotts yeah but Andy Garner tells us that to swords used to keep their excess heads in a large storeroom in Wookiee Hole during the 70s and it was open to the public and oh, I, I went and I went and checked this out and saw a photograph of it. And sure enough, Andy, you're absolutely right. There it is, Andy. I'll just show you, Andy Jacobs, the Wookiee Hole um, heads. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what they look like. That's right. They look so familiar. There we are. Thanks for the info, Andy. And uh, yesterday, uh, I took a very strange route home, which I won't bore you all with, but it ended up like. <laughs> Is I had it to... the A50 just past Stork? Well, it wasn't as bad as that, but I had to walk uh, from Hammersmith to Chiswick. Okay. And I had to walk around Hammersmith Bridge because you can't even walk under it now. And I didn't realise, I was reading the Times today, there was an article in the New York Times that paint, painted Britain as a banana republic for being unable to fix a bridge in its capital. Yeah. And it is a very key locally. It's an incredibly key bridge. And the fact that you can't even walk under it now, yeah. I was really shocked. I'm sure Bob and I both is gutted no, for you, Andy. Less, I agree, but, you <laughs> Local know. skirmish. But, you know, but say the fourth bridge needed repairing, I'd be equally worried about Yeah, you that. want to be walking around the fourth bridge. <laughs> yeah, not really, no. <laughs> it's not really comparable, is it? Anyway, this is it. This is Meltdown, Stan Meltdown. You wanted it. Okay, Here it is. Yeah. After what's happened here at Manchester United against Everton today, I think Cole Collymore will be in meltdown from yeah, the end I mean, of this game. Yeah, in meltdown it'll be today, Stan. I, mean, I, I, I do want to talk about Meltdown! <laughs> That's what he says at Madden Tussauds. Sure he does. Tremendous. He walks around Sagas and he looks at people and he looks at Howard from the Halifax advert and goes, Meltdown, Stan! <laughs> Stan says, what's it got to do with me? But uh, there we are.
Um, and uh, yeah, they it's are. They're, Jose Feliciano's birthday today. He's 75. Yeah. I'm hoping he gets to 76 and fulfills his concert at Bex Hill. Yes, now you had tickets. To to. That was the, <laughs> one of the sadder things that it came was. out of lockdown was that you didn't get to see Jose Feliciano in <laughs> Bex Hill. For me, it was sad. Not for anybody else, Bob yeah. Minar, Broth, or anybody like that. Yeah, he I did really go viral recently. Did he? Uh, didn't he? Yes, yeah, so, because uh, Jose Feliciano did a cover version of a, of a, a Sting song. And uh, Sting was sort of watching it, and uh, I think yeah. the, the, the they seemed to suggest that Sting didn't think it was the greatest version of the song he'd ever heard. I think he messed with it a bit. Well, he always made that's his style. At the end, he gives it a whole bit of Spanish. So he, he makes yeah, the song yeah. his own, does he? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. That's well, what you love about him. Is that it? is what I love about him. Uh, talking of, uh, oh, I should check that out. I bet I like. I'll like it. You probably will like that version. You prefer it to Sting's. Uh, <laughs> our old mate Crackers has been in touch from Spain, and maybe mm. on the medium wave over there, or however he's. Listening, Listening, it, it broke down slightly because he was listening to Will Gavin give the NFL preview just before three mm. o'clock, and he's fairly certain he heard him say Pat Coombs will be uh, looking after Talksport's <laughs> NFL show, the fine old British character <laughs> so actress good if you had. of the, of if the only... 60s and 70s. But uh, it was Nat Coombs, crackers, yeah. not not Pat Coombs. He might uh, be related. The producers give me the thousand yards. Look her up, Pat Coombs. Oh, She'd, brilliant uh, yeah, British comedy look, actress. In the you'll days, recognise her. In the days when sitcoms always had a sketch where the, one of the main characters in it mm. was stood up outside a cinema or went on a blind date, Pat Coombs would often be... The, she was the tall friend. Mm. She'd come along as, as the tall friend, wouldn't she, in, uh, in yeah. many a sitcom and sketch show. That was her role. She I was don't very think good. she knew a lot about the NFL. <laughs> I don't think her NFL knowledge... <laughs> she loved the baseball. She was more a baseball <laughs> That's very true. Uh, fan. But uh, didn't really know much about the. Oh, such a familiar face, though. If you've yeah, seen well, if, if you're 103, yeah, I mean, not the producer. He's a child. He doesn't know what's going on, does he? Uh, anything this? else, Andy? It says here she was an expert in martial arts, boxing. Was she really? really? Well, she could have done. She could have done the show with Gareth and uh, and Adam. <laughs> could have done do Fight Night, boxing, couldn't she? Surely. Pat Coombs Fight Night on talk. And look, where do we get down this route? That's a point, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't mention it. I think tomorrow, Andy, we're going to have a good chat about sell-on fees. Oh, that's oh yeah, that's... I did. Don't touch that dial, eh? <laughs> but it's a more interesting subject than you think mm. because some of the clubs. I mean, some clubs have been saved by these these sort of sell-on fees that they put into contracts of players. Uh, Eric Laporta, he saved one of his old clubs. They're about to go into administration, and they got that little windfall. Uh, I mean, we've, we've seen Exeter. I mean, mm. the, the, the chairman of Exeter has said it's, it's, it's a lifesaver for us. You know, it's been a really tough time. It's going to see us through because they've got... Juice is not happy about it. Yeah, he's not <laughs> happy. Yeah. He's not as a Torquay fan. 3.9 million they got from the ever? Ollie Watkins uh, sell-on fee, which is, is great, mm. but there's plenty of examples of that. So we'll look at the ins and outs of that, I think, in a bit more detail. Oh, tomorrow. Brentford, is he buying a player for 2 million and then selling him for, in effect... 33. 33. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the art of it, isn't it? That's that why is. The, that, they, people used to poo-poo their methods, but they seem to be working pretty well, don't they? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. or well, via social media at the weekend, uh, Ian Bell announced his uh, retirement from first-class cricket. Um, I think he may still have a T20 left. We'll find out yeah, now because him. we're delighted to say England Ashes winner. Uh, Ian Bell joins us now. Good afternoon, Ian. Afternoon, guys. How are we? Good, yeah, thank good, you. Thanks. Yes, have you, have you still got one game left? That's right. Hopefully one more game at uh, my home ground, obviously, at Edgebaston. Uh, at some point, I'm just here now, so we're about to get a, a training session done in, in a little bit. But yeah, one more game to go. Four-day cricket all finished and signed off um, at Cardiff the other day and didn't quite go over the line for a win, but a good four days. 
Yeah, lovely way to go out there. I mean, a nearly getting a hundred, getting a nice ninety, but also the the guard of honour from the players and the umpire. That was nice too, wasn't it? Yeah, it's obviously a nice touch. It's obviously a shame, I suppose, for all sports and everyone at the minute and, and fans not to be out there. Um, you know, being a part of, of sport, you know, that was obviously disappointing. But yeah, it's um, it was lovely from obviously Glamorgan and the players to do that. And um, like I said, I sit here now like with a lot of fond memories of the last twenty odd years of playing for Warwickshire in England. It's um, been a been a nice time. You said in your post, Ian, that uh, you know when the time's right and my time is now. You still had a contract. You could have carried on playing. What was it ultimately that, that made your mind up? Uh, I think, obviously, I'd been negotiating with Warwickshire, um, I think, during lockdown about next year. Paul Farbrace obviously trying to get his side together for the following year. And I think at the time, that was, you know, I was fully on board. And I think it's not until you really get out into the middle. Obviously, I'd spent the last season injured. Uh, and had a few operations, and, and until you're out in the middle and you're on the park and you realise you're running backwards and the young lads are flying past you and uh, it's all a little bit harder than you remember. Um, and I think that was that's pure and simple. I think you, you just know in your in your in your stomach really that the time is right. Um, you know, we had two 19-year-olds and a 20-year-old playing in the last game. I think my county cap's older than all of them, so <laughs> it, was, um, it was um it was it was time to go. And it, like I said enjoyable last game and. Nice to be uh, still playing at a level that was good enough, but I think physically, um, you know, too, much, too many parts of my body were letting me down, really, to mm. do it consistently. I think Warwickshire now, it's the right time for them to move on. Like I said, we've got some good young players. They need opportunity. Um, and we probably haven't won a trophy for a while now, and I think that needs a big push and a big effort now from everyone to, to get the club moving forward again. We've seen some pretty odd stances and methods this summer, but the commentators, when you announced your retirement, were quick to point out that the purity of your batting, and that's absolutely true, isn't it? And maybe that um, will help others in, in terms of coaching as well, if you decide to go that route. Yeah, I think, um, well, one, it's nice that you know people enjoyed watching you play. I think um, sometimes you lose the, it's, like it's an entertainment business as much as it is winning win, lo- win and losing, but... You know, when when I do hear people say they enjoyed watching me play, it gives me a lot of satisfaction. But I think, yeah, I, the one thing with being injured last season, um, I went away with the um, uh, England and the 19s to their World Cup and, and through the winter and, and did some batting coaching with that setup. And I think it really confirmed to me that's probably the route I'd like to go down, you know, uh, in, in the future. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And some of those lads have actually really kicked on really well this year into, in the domestic game as well, which is which was great to see. But um, yeah, that that seems to be the route for me. And I said it's always nice as well when um, people have enjoyed watching you play over over a few years. What are the standout moments of, of the career, Ian, when you reflect on it? Oh, well, I think the two. I mean, I, one, I feel very lucky that I've played with some of the best players and against some of the best players of all time. The team that I played in, some of the test matches, I think winning in Australia as a team was the best tour I've ever been on in my life. I think the whole journey of that was unbelievable. But mm. to, to sit in the SCG on their patch. Um, having a few beers with your mates when you've just won a series it does not get any better for an Englishman I can <laughs> tell you true. that it's, um, it is the ultimate and obviously winning in India as well that, that is a really tough challenge for, for an English side to go there against spin um, and all the conditions that are very different um, you know they were the two team performances I think from an individual thing uh, I think the 2013 Ashes uh, winning man of the series and, and getting 300s in quite a low scoring ser- um, series um, so you, you know you've made fuller, you know you made an impact in that in that series off your own bat. You know you watch, I suppose, growing up watching like you know Beefy do what he did, played with Freddie in 2005 when he's impacted a series. Alistair Cook did it in Australia. So to say that when you look back and one of those series, it, you, you had a major, major impact in one and one man of the series. Probably for me was uh, the best it, it got. 
Uh, my favourite Ian Bell moment actually took place off the field at Hampstead Cricket Club. Oh yeah, when a very tired and emotional David English presented you with a with an award, and uh, Jim Carter from the club then subsequently banned the Bunburys forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds like David. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you going to miss most? Do you think? I mean, if you if you're coaching, you'll be in and around the dressing room, and we've spoken to a lot of people in sport from all different sports about sort of weaning yourself off mm. of you around an environment for such a long time you know mentally that takes its toll so I mean I'm sure it's something you've you've given a fair, fair bit of thought to yeah definitely I mean I'll, I'll be honest it took a while to just from not being a, a, an England player I think that was a nice thing coming back into domestic cricket giving back my time to Warwickshire and you know it did take a bit of adjustment you know not travelling all the time you know with England and I think again it's a gradual step um, into this but yeah I think there's no doubt the you know the teammates the dressing room environment all, all the things that come with being a professional you know I'm going to miss and, and thankfully, through the sport, you know, I've, you know, over the 22 years, I've got some great friends, and it's been a great journey. And um, but ready, to, ready to move on. To be honest with you, I don't. It's a weird feeling. People have said you feel sad, and that I just don't. I don't feel sad. I feel like mm. I've given absolutely everything I can um, to Warwickshire and to England, and, and you know, I, that's why I think I'm quite satisfied. Like there's nothing more to give. Do you ever think about you know your best innings and what was the best delivery that you ever received? Could you name that? Are you that sort of player, or were you, were, did it just something you just did? Um, not really. I remember some good challenges and, and things. But I mean, I, I don't know whether to my detriment sometimes it's always been, I think the most memorable things have always been the wins as a team, really, rather than the um, some of the individual uh, stuff, you know. It's, but not, not, not really the details, if I'm honest with you. Um, mm. But like I said, the, the, the moments that was just, I suppose, when you certainly go into Australia, like we... we the group that we'd been with, certainly in particular, like Jimmy Anderson, Matt Fryer, Alistair, we, you know, we all grew up together. We all grew up through the academy and everything like that. And I think when you achieve something like that, you look around and this isn't, you know, it's a long journey to get to that point. You know, they were the things that I suppose I'll miss and, and enjoy the most. Yeah. I mean, I, I, funny enough, I, my, with my younger mm. son, I watched The Edge back uh, the other day, the, the film of England mm. getting to that number fascinating one. Fascinating film. It is a fascinating film. I mean, I, I don't know what you made of it as somebody uh, involved. Yeah, well, I think it's um, you know a fantastic piece. I mean, again, I think a lot of the time you're talking about the highs, but there are some lows that come with it, and a, a lot of them. And I think a part of being sportsman or, or in anything, you do get knocked down a lot, and it's how you react to that. And and you've got to be mentally tough, you'll be physically tough to be able to learn from your mistakes. Or when you know, having been to Australia twice and lost five nil, you know, on two occasions, you know, it, that, they hurt and they sting, and you you cop a lot of criticism for that. But you've got two options: you either moan about it and, and, um, and give up or you take it on, the, on, on board and you dust yourself off and you have another crack and you try and get better and I think that the edge just nearly tried to show both sides of it the glory but also the, 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 the mental challenges that you have to go through as, a, as, an, as an individual but also as a team but I suppose the wins aren't they don't make it as, as nice if you don't go through this bit of pain as well on the way yeah just finally we had a good summer of test cricket um, despite everything so you've got high hopes for England going forward Definitely, yeah. I think there's been some. I mean, Zach Crawley has been a uh, a real find for England. Um, you know, hasn't played that much cricket for Kent, so he's been great. But I think the white ball side in particular, uh, the thing that's impressed me now is they just find ways of winning games of cricket from nowhere. Um, and that first T20 that proves that the confidence they have now is um, is incredible. Um, you know, and I think obviously the World Cup last year was was amazing. It's a shame not to with 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 what's happened in the world not not to jump on that momentum. But yeah, watching our white ball side in particular. Um, they just look so confident. I said, and that's a great side that believe wherever the game's going, they can win it from anywhere.
Well, uh, thanks for the memories, Ian. We, we wish you well on whatever you do. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There we are, Ian Bell. Uh, just one uh, knock left a really in, in a T20. Player, oh, beautiful, yeah. Beautiful player. And a lot of his ex teammates are saying what a good guy he was. And it sounds mm. like, sort of mentally, he's got his head round. It sounds like he's, you know, he's come to terms with that already. It's not going to be an issue for him because he's, you know, he's, he's not regretting anything. So we wish him the best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. Uh, we're back tomorrow from one. We've got a bit of a Premier League preview and we'll have the clips of the week, Martin Kellner and all the regular stuff. So until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.